So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the One Point Safety Show. We are live on YouTube and our X uh, Twitter handle. So if you want to jump in and join us, that'd be great. Um, nice to see everybody in the chat as we go through. I'm joined as always on a Thursday by my glorious co-host, Scouse Andy. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good. Um, excited for all these hires. Uh, so, so yeah, man. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, been another busy week at work. Um, a bit shorter week because obviously we had Monday off because of the Super Bowl, which was great. But uh, yeah, interesting to go through these uh, coaching hires. Everything's been finalised today. And I think we're going to spend a fair bit of time going through who's who, who's in, who's doing what. And we'll obviously discuss it as we go. And then we'll answer any fan questions that we've got submitted. Um, probably talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, uh, maybe a little bit about the weekend as well. And then um, we'll answer the questions as the chat goes on, mate. So, yeah, interesting week, but it's interesting week. I think it's all sorted now. I think currently there is probably a Washington Commanders press conference, or it may have just finished. Um, I did notice that Joe Witt Jr. was uh, speaking when we were going live. So it'll uh, be interesting to see and watch that back. We'll probably catch up on that um, and report back on that next week, I think. But, yeah, looking at this front office then, Scouse, I mean... Adam Peters is the general manager. Um, we've got a new guy who's came in from Detroit called Lance Newmark as assistant general manager. He's a former senior director of player personnel at the Lions. He's got 28 years of NFL experience. Um, obviously, pre previously helped oversee the Lions college and pro scouting operations. Uh, he also had two years stint with the Chargers as a, a staff assistant, um, working with the uh, the. GM at the time of the Chargers, who is Washington Ring of Famer Bobby Bethard. So yeah, twenty six years of experience. Sorry, twenty six years of the Lions and twenty eight years in the NFL. That is a long time for anybody's book. But um, you're happy that Adams brought someone into the front office there that looks like a really good hire. Oh, 100 percent, man. Um, no, I, I've mentioned on previous pods. I didn't want Martin Mayhem anywhere near this team. Now again, he's still here, but now he's like fourth, fourth. Like in the list that further down, so so for me, I'm happy that though know, Adam's brought in somebody who knows what he's doing rather than just his friend, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, mayhem and Haney, yeah, they can stay, but in the background, out the way, not making any major decisions, stay out my face. Um, happy with, I say, very happy with Peters, very happy with what um, what he what he's doing, and yes, happy happy with this uh, with this hire as well. Very experienced guy. Um, has been around, I say, has been around a long time, but also I like, especially more recently, the last kind of, you know, three four years at at, at the Lions, that they've actually been really good with, with actually player recruitment, and that's exactly what we're after. So, um, yeah, I, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. How about you think about him? Yeah, interesting hire. I mean, I don't really know a lot about him, if I'm being honest. It's not, I mean, we don't scout the front office personnel, let's be honest. Do you know what I mean? It's not something that you're going to spend your time looking at. Um, but obviously, the amount of time he's been in and around the NFL, there's something about you to stay in an organisation for that long 
throughout several coaching, you know, rehashes and throughout several organization changes, you've got to be pretty decent at your job to end up staying at quite high up in the front office. I I think it's good that we've now got an assistant GM as well, because obviously, you know, you see around the league assistant GMs, um, they they kind of go on to the next level. So yeah, it'll be interesting to um to see what Lance Newmark and what he, he's going to make his mark on this organization. Obviously, we've also got Martin Mayhew has stayed as senior personnel executive and advisor to the GM. Obviously, he's been our GM and been with the team for the last three years, and he reverts to his old role that he held in San Francisco. We've also got Eugene Shen, senior vice president of football strategy. Um, Shen was the first hire um, under the Josh Harris ownership. Obviously, he's overseeing analytics, software development um, for football operations. So he's your tape guy. And he's going to look at the X's and O's that way and see who's who's who in the zoo. We've got Rob Rogers, who's staying on as Senior Vice President of Football Administration. He joined the team in 2020 and he handles the contract proposals, negotiations, and he's the salary cap manager. So a very important person within the organisation is Rob Rogers. Rob Rogers. Rob, Rob Rogers, Rogers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the Senior Vice President of Football Administration. Um, so, or otherwise known as your famous capologist that you keep going capologist. on. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. he, but he's been here for a, he's been here for a few years. He's been here since 2020, so he retains his current role. And then the other one filling out the front office staff is Marty Herney, who is just known as advisor to the GM. <laughs> he he stays on previously. Uh, he was our executive vice president of football and player personnel. And he's done that for the past three seasons and he'll stay on in an advisory role reporting directly to Adam Peters. And that pretty much rounds out our front office. So I'm quite comfortable with where we are with that. I'm glad, as you said, that Adam's brought in someone that seems to, you know, have the knowledge around and knows and understands football um, and, and obviously, you know, understands the, the business that we've got there. And um, where does a couple of just put their fingers? I'm not sure yet, actually, where they do put their fingers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. As long as he can do the numbers, mate. And on, he's this, like, on this, uh, on the cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, as long as he can get their numbers, <laughs> yeah. going, he can get us some players. I mean, massive, massive role for Rob Rogers going forward, really. And especially with Eugene Shen as well, because they'll be, Eugene Shen will be coming to him saying, these are the sort of, you know, players that we're going to be looking at. This is the kind of things that we want to see directly reporting through to Adam Peters, who will obviously in turn take it to our coaching staff. And then we need to make sure that we've got the money and the resource to bring these players in. Um, that's kind of where we're at. I, I think the only the only like, caveat with this guy is that he was there from the previous regime under Dan mm-hmm. Snyder, who didn't have any money to spend. So um, well, 2020 he arrived. So 2020, yeah, exactly. So we're Dan yeah. Snyder... Just basically just said, I don't want to pay anything else. So it'll be interesting to see how good he is with manipulating the cap, like you mentioned, and, mm-hmm. and, and doing those things because we've never had he or oh, sorry, he's never had a, a true cash rich owner who, who will actually spend spend money up front as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, how good he is with it, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll get into the coaching hires then, which is you know, it's endless. I mean, honestly. Yeah. So I have sat and done. I have sat and done four pages of work here, but you know, not for not that every, anyone cares. All of our five <laughs> listeners that are watching, but no, honestly, I was I was in pain doing this. I was like, "What is going on? Where are these people coming from?" It takes a bit of research to try and find out who they are, but we'll go through the big ones so far. So obviously, Dan Quinn is in as head coach, which we spoke a lot about. 
Cliff Kingsbury as OC, which again we spoke about. Um, Joe Wick Jr. as DC, we spoke about. One we didn't get a chance to spoke about, who is a um, big hire, is Larry Izzo, who's come in as special teams coordinator, Nate Katzer, out of the uh, out of the door. Obviously, a Virginia native, played 13 years in the NFL. Then he started coaching the Jets in 2011. Uh, and after two years leading the Texans, I know, mate, it's small. What is that? saying go Jags. Don't know. Sort of word. I'll have a word. I'll have a word. She'll kick my <laughs> head in when I get off this pod, so it doesn't really matter. But hi, Karen. I hope you're well. Um, but yeah, uh, Larry Azozim, the Virginia native, as I said, 13 years in the NFL. He was coaching at the at the Giants. Then after two years, went to the Texans, where he was special team coach. He then went on to the Seattle for the past six seasons. Uh, and the Seattle Seahawks and the Texans, every season in his special teams, has been top eight in the NFL. In the last, He's also had three seasons where he had them in the top two, and that was between 2019 and 2021. So as a special teams coordinator, you know, it's not just it's not it just a punter and a kicker and a long snapper. You yeah, know, it's about the, the level, scheme, man. the gunners. He's top level. He is a top draw higher. And I'm, you know, I think that's really cool um, that we've got him in the building. It's nice to be able to steal these guys, because let's face it, I mean, after these yeah. dudes, I mean, if, if we tried this even just last year, there was no chance we no get any of these guys. They were like, nah, you all right. We'll see how it goes and, first. And, and this now, is the thing, Scouts. You've got to look at all these, all these hires. You're saying it exactly what I was thinking. Everyone wants to come. And we're looking at it and they're saying, let's get on this boat now. So if we get on the boat now, you know, we can be here when we're building this and we're writing the ship and we're making ourselves into a championship team because that's ultimately what they're here to do. I mean, you look at the level of people that we've got here. I worked out and actually, look, between this entire coaching staff, um, from head coach down, we have 26 Super Bowl rings, either one as a player or as a coach. You know what I mean? That is incredible when we look at it, when we look at it this way. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of talent in this. I mean, a lot of winners. And that's what we wanted. We want people on the same page. We want wi winners. What's the word that they're using? Alignment, isn't it? Everyone's on the same page. Um, I think that's what th they're trying to say there. Um, I mean... Sarah Hogan is another one who's come in, coaching chief of staff, uh, a rising star in the NFL world. She started out as a scout um, and worked her way up for in the coaching ranks in Atlanta under Dan Quinn. Um, she's, she basically says she is the bridge of the gap between coaches and the big departments within the team. Um, she's previously created her own role um, in Atlanta as the assistant director of coaching. And she's done that from the Falcons from 2016 right until now. So another good hire. And it's nice to see, you know, a woman in high office as well. You know what I mean? We're, we're good at doing this. And I think the team is, we weren't in the past. We've obviously got history for doing the wrong things, you know, towards black and ethnic minorities, towards, um, you know, females and towards um, other candidates who are going for these roles. And it looks like we've massively turned the corner there and we're, you know, we're hiring um, ethnic black and ethnic minority coaches. We have a team president. You know what I mean? It's it, it's very very good to see that this is a total change of direction um, away from the old. I'm not even going to say his name, but the old uh, regime. Um, and that uh, Josh Harris is happy in doing this. Previous previous experience of working under Dan Quinn as well. So that's that's really helpful. And if she can be that bridge between the coaches every day on the field, in the training camps, in you know, training normally on game day between the big departments. That's cool. I think that's a really good role. Um, another one we've got is Peter 
O'Hedigan, I think is how you pronounce it. And it says player development coach. Now, he's only ever had one year's experience of work from what I've seen and researched on him. And that was previously, he was a defensive assistant coach for quality control in Dallas. Not really sure what that means, player development coach. Bit of a woolly title, but obviously must be a good guy enough for Joe Witt Jr. and Dan Quinn to bring him across here from the Cowboys. So, you know, they're going to bring in their own people. Maybe totally he's just a good teacher, you know, literally a teacher of, of people. Some people are naturals, aren't they? And some people are just got awful at teaching people. Um, Agreed. So, I mean, so I mean, it might be one of those guys that, yeah, okay, he lacks experience, but look at the experience around him. You know, Dan knows him well. Wit knows him well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know much about him, as you, as you know, but at the end of the day, we see how it see how he turns out. I mean, you probably won't see much of him anyway, to be honest. No, I don't think, not on the day-to-day, -day, <laughs> I don't think you're going to see no. much of him, to be honest with you. But if you've got that thing there that's developing players, he's the player development coach. That, to me, means that the players have got an outlet of somewhere to go to if they need something or if, you know, they're trying to... Yeah, not the happy with some cycle. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not chapping a GM's door. They can relay it something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or you're not chapping the GM's door or the assistant GM's door saying yeah, this exactly. isn't right. You know what you I mean? You've got like a, a, a figurehead as such that you can actually go to as a player. Well, more than more exactly. directly at the, at the coordinator. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's quite... It makes sense. So Rod's got a question in the yeah. chat here, Scouse. It says, Grant Paulson said that if we, we signed all the current free agents on the team, it'd be $105 million so over our cap budget. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen that from Grant, but it is, you are absolutely spot on there. It's going to be very difficult to re-sign a lot of these players. I mean, it's 26 free agents, so it's going to be hard. Having $75 million cap is going to be very, very difficult for him, um, the capologist Rob Rogers, to... Uh, to do he is going to have to be creative but i don't think he's going to have to be that creative um overall because i think free agency and we'll get into it, i think free agency is going to be kind of where you do your main business on defense which i think we agreed this um, when we were talking in a car on the way down to burrows at the weekend uh, and i think that you know the draft is going to be where you supplement this with talent that you know is going to make make a difference so offense probably realistically in free agent uh, sorry in the draft and defense in free agency will have That's money to spend. Go. That's the way I And go. there's also there's also still cuts that can happen. You know, Logan Thomas saves yourself eight million. Charles Leno saves yourself seven and a half million against the cap. Even cutting someone like um who's the right tackle, Wiley, you're saving yourself six. So, you know, in the long run, yeah, you're gonna hit a bit of dead cap down the road, but Overall, we can finesse this cap enough to get a hundred million. And we're, in a, so, we're in a good position because there's only three or four, three or four guys who, if you cut them, it would like destroy your cap. Besides Correct, that, everybody yeah. else is is oh, easily He's a free agent already. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, you're it, just yeah, going to have to guys who are still on the roster, like four mil, seven half mil, six mil. So it doesn't kill you in the cap. Do you know what I mean? Like, is in no. if we cut them today, for example. Um, so. so as long as, as, long as you're doing this guy, then we'll be fine. I know. So we'll go on to the offensive coaching hires then, mate, because we're going to be here all night. I said to you, we're probably going to be talking coaches for <laughs> half an hour, which is going to be interesting. Um, nice, interesting change to the – we didn't really know the ins and outs of what this guy's title was going to be, but now we do. So Brian Johnson has come in, and he is the assistant head coach, bump in pay. Uh, and he's also the offensive pass game coordinator. So obviously he's most recently been the offensive coordinator over at the Eagles. Uh, he's worked with with quarterbacks in Mississippi State. He worked with Dak Prescott. 
Um, he was also Florida offensive coordinator and QB's coach. And he's obviously developed Jalen Hurts there as well in Philly. He's got a bit of a reputation of being a bit of a quarterback whisperer, you know, one that can get things done. He's a little bit better than a quarterback's coach. He's been OC. Yes, OCs get scapegoated sometimes and get fired. Do you know what I mean? I get that. I understand that. At the moment, we all know Philly is an absolute shit show off the off the field. On the field, it's got a decent enough product, but towards the end of the season, losing six in a row, obviously, yeah, not yeah, next that year. Was, that done. was bad. They are done. This yeah, I think, I think because their because mm-hmm. caps, you know, mm-hmm. gonna gonna bite them big time. Well, Hurts um, gonna kill him with his contract. This year was still a rookie deal. Next year is gonna be like absolute killer. So, um, yeah, man, they're gonna they're gonna struggle next year. And yeah, so I mean, what I, are your I, thoughts on Brian I, Johnson then I coming like in? Brian. I like Brian. I thought I thought he was a good, he's a good coach. He's got a good reputation, and yeah, I mean he's got loads of knowledge of of the NFC East, and this is what we need. We, we need guys who know the ins and outs, especially of teams who have been winning in our division. So like the Eagles have been winning over the last couple of years. So I, yeah, man, I did I think it was funny. I, I, we we laughed about it, you know, and we said, oh, we've got one from the Cowboys, we've got one from the Eagles. When's the Giants guy coming? Well, they are coming. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's mad, yeah, isn't it, that we've got yeah, basically and. Yeah, we basically got NFC East coaches, which is quite mad. Um, Tavita Pritchard stays on as quarterbacks coach. He came in last year and he obviously stays in the same role. He's had a few looks from other teams. Tennessee Titans was one of them that apparently have been sniffing around. As after Jacksonville, Jackie was Karen. Um, so, yeah, they've been sniffing around him. I don't think he was particularly on a promotion, but, yeah, they're still inquired. So we've kept him as QB's coach. That's probably one to develop, you know what I mean, for future because – We've talked about it and we'll get into it in a bit because one of our questions has uh, has brought this up. We had that conversation because you are not happy necessarily with all of these hires because they're ambitious people and they're going to, you know, if they do well, they're going to get poached, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, Tavita Pritchard, I'm happy staying QB coach. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no he's also got me. the rapport with Sam Howell as well and Sam Howell's still on the roster. So, I mean, I mean, especially if you get Drake May, you know, those, Ugh, yeah. Those are uh, that Carolina thing with um, best mates with with uh, Sam Howell. Anyway, you know, Tavita can, has got a nice, easy way in with Drake. Then you see, so so I can see, and obviously he must have interviewed well to keep his job. So he, he obviously yeah, talented guy been. knows what he's on about, you know. So I, I'm yeah. Again, I mean, Rod's got, Rod, Rod's nailed, Rod, Rod's nailed the point there absolutely. Again, in the chat, he said the important thing about all these coaching hires is that there are clear lines of succession. Should any coach move on to give the continuity, absolutely. And we'll get into that a bit later on, mate. But you're bang on there. Um, Yams put something in the chat here. Yam, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. He said, "I'm still mixed on the staff, but I really can't complain." I'm just a fan. If we turn that around, at least we lo- and lose. At least we're competitive. Uh, at worst, it's an improvement. Yeah, I agree with you. All you want to see every game is competitiveness. Whether it's you know on the field, off the field, we want to turn. It's going to take a while to turn this franchise around. But looking at the staff that we've brought in, the the main theme is leadership and then winners, and that's what we need. You know, we need yep. high leadership and we need guys, winners. High exactly that. Guys. High reputation people. You know, do you reckon these guys are cheap on their wages? I don't think so. No I mean, chance. Absolutely no way. Money at this already. Players yeah, I mean, Adam Peters is Adam Peters is bringing up the Infinity Ring. That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's like, yep, I am here. I'm going to build an absolute juggernaut. Yeah. And fair play to him. Um, another really interesting one. Okay, it's only assistant QB's coach, but it's there to help uh, to be a Pritchard out. Is David Blau? 
who uh, was a is his first NFL coaching job. Twenty eight year old former Purdue quarterback. He's had five years in the NFL with the Browns, the Lions, the Vikings, the Cardinals. Bit of a journeyman backup stroke practice squad quarterback. Um, you know, he was most recently on the Lions roster as a practice squad quarterback in 2023. Um, a source close to Blau confirmed the news after Blau's mother shared the information on her Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> probably get fined like, for that. You know what? <laughs> probably, probably. But David, David Blau, you know, former NFL quarterback, he's only going to be able to tell people you know, the schemes to show young dudes yeah. who are coming in how to be a professional. The, the, looks, um, the looks on natural defence as well, you know. The, the, 28 years happen. old as well. He's not He's not old. And that's what I mean. He's not, you know he's not, I mean? he's not, so, he's not old. So, I mean, even Brissett was older than him. So, we yeah, think about absolutely. it from that angle. So, it's kind of, you know, he's not even a player anymore. He's, he's actually a coach. No. And I think a lot of times having, if you're going to have young quarterbacks, I think a lot of times if you've got young coaches along with him, but who have got some experience then, you know, that's always going to be a, a bonus because you could easily, you know, um, you can kind of link together. You can actually, like, you know, kind of build a rapport much easier than, say, Ron Rivera could against, you know, an, a 21-year-old quarterback coming out. You know what I mean? Where, where the guy's 28, you know, he's probably going to be more on his level as in kind of, you know, thought processes and everything else. Not just quarterback, but just in life. You know, you don't always talk football every single conversation. Do you know what I mean? So no, I know, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, so I think that could be quite quite useful. And again, he's an assistant guy. He's, he's probably not got me a lot on his plate. Just help no, to veto no. out and see how it goes. So I'm happy with that. No problem. All right. Shout out to Scott G in the chat. Thanks for being with us, mate. Really appreciate you being here. You're on all of our pods. So uh, we, we can't thank you enough for being here. Same as Yam and Rod and uh, my lovely wife, who's probably in the chat as well. So thank you for being with us. Um, another one, um, Bobby Johnson, O-Lines coach, probably the most questionable hire from the fan base. Obviously, he's, he still had 14 years in the NFL as coaching. He worked tight ends. He's worked O-line with the Bills. He was the Bills O-line coach as well from 2019 through to 2021. And he was good enough that Dayball decided, I'm going to take you across with me to the Giants. He's been at the Giants the last two years, not had a great amount of success. Whether that's down to the picks like Evan Neal, you know, and Andrew Thomas, I'm not sure, but it didn't really look very, very good. Um, you know, over it. Forget over the at first New York. season, the first his first season wasn't actually that bad as as the old line, but the last season was horrible. But that was not just that was like kind of our thing, you know, like where everything was just everyone just down tools and it was a waste of time. And I think a lot of, you, you saw a lot of that in the Giants. You had a few injuries, obviously lost the quarterback, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and they, they they just down tools, mate. That's what happened there. So again. Is that purely on the offensive line coach, or is that the whole team? Is that, is that on Dayball? Because Dayball has caused absolute murder this last season, blaming everybody yeah, else but himself. He really has, man. Like I mean, I'm really shocked. Yeah, the season before, I was praising him, saying this guy's legit. And and now he's just like, he comes across like an absolute crazy man. So, mm. um, you know, he sacked all this play, he sacked all this staff, and hence why he, this guy was available. Um, I'd say he's, he's got proven, ta he's got proven. Coaching experience, as you said, you know, he was he was at the Bills 14 before years, yeah. Yeah, and he's at the Bills, who were actually still a good team at that point, you know, four years ago, whatever it was. You know, and the O-lines were pretty solid. I know the thing is though, Josh Allen hides a lot of that though. Do you know what I mean? Like how bad the, the offensive lines are. So so this is why it's a bit like hmm, he, he is a you know, he doesn't move the needle, but then I just need to see what yeah. he can do because 
at the moment, he's, he's the only one at the moment that I'm a bit like, mm, I don't know about this guy. So um, we'll have to, have to wait and see. Yeah, next one then is Darnell Stapleton, who is helping out Bobby Johnson. He's going to be the assistant offensive line coach. So the last two seasons, he's been the O-line coach at the Florida Gators, um, which is your team, Scouse. Uh, he's a former right guard with the Steelers from 2007 to 2009. Uh, he was actually starting right guard in Super Bowl 43, which the Steelers won 27-23 against the Cardinals. So, yeah, got NFL experience on the line is an O-lineman, understands it, Super Bowl winner as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of that's what you need from your assistant because at the end of the day, it's not always your position coach who's out there shouting and bawling at you. You need the other guy to teach you the technique, to teach you the finer things of where we are. We've had serious problems at left guard. So, okay, he's a right guard. I get that, understand that. But that is what you're going to be helping out there. So he should understand the X's and O's, the hand placements, the where to hit, how to I mean, You never know. He might even come back out of retirement and actually play for He's not old. He's not old, as he does the other things. So there you go. He's okay at the Gators, but obviously we're not a good team at the moment. So it's like, you know, we're just not, we're not in it anywhere near like the, the main playoffs. I haven't been like that for the last five years now, I don't think so. Yeah, we have uh, another great. one that was another one that was massive, massive hire. This one, Scouse, was Anthony Lynn, uh, running backs yeah. and run game coordinator coach. Obviously, former Chargers head yeah, coach. Spent yeah, spent the last two years at 49ers as their running backs and assistant head coach. Uh, and he's former running back who won two Super Bowls with Denver Broncos. Um, I mean, the way he's developed Christian McCaffrey, yeah, I know McCaffrey was good. But he wasn't the best the best running back in the NFL and MVP good. And that's where he's ended up this year. I mean, yes, why have you took that? For me, this is a bit of a, not an odd one, but it seems like a bit of a coup for me, this one. You know, when you get a coach or you get an assistant manager or a manager in football and you're like, oh, you know, oh, we've got this guy and he's a bit of a sleeper. Anthony Lynn, for me, it didn't work out in the, at the Chargers. It wasn't amazing. He was a bit meh, the same as... It can be for most head coaches. I mean, look at our higher office if you want. You've got, you know, Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury. You've got both head coaches before. Didn't work out for them. Same thing for Anthony Lynn here. Yeah, it didn't work out for him at the Chargers. But my God, he knows how to coach a running back. Um, and to drop from assistant head coach as well, you've dropped that title to come across here when you've already got competition as being you're not so much the big dog on a park. Do you know what I mean by that? You're mm -hmm. almost like... Okay, I am just a fish in the pond. It's got to be not, two I'm things. The... It's got to be Go two on. things, mate. It's got to be wages. I think that's one. Yeah. And that, as as you mentioned with with Rod, uh, Rod mentioned before about kind of natural progression, because mm -hmm. you're going to see it. Because people are, if we do well, we are going to lose dudes. Um, you know, so of course we are. And Lim, Lim might be one that might even go us, but um, yeah. But you know, Anthony Lim, man. I mean, every, when he when he came out as a, as a when he was in the, that that coaching. A year that circle of, of the new head coaches coming out, and he went to the Chargers. Those go, though, everyone was after this guy. I mean, they this were. Guy, this guy's no joke, man. He is an excellent coach. So, I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm very, very happy with that. I think that one's the, no, the kind of the higher. That's yeah, the higher for me. Like, Chef's yeah, kiss, that one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what Rob's that got is. exactly. Rod's yeah. got it spot on. Here. He says B Rob and Rodriguez will be buzzing. Absolutely oh, yeah. right. And another one back will get. We'll get definitely get a running back somewhere. Oh, yeah, 100 percent But all, all you have to look at is the, the, the player that Christian McCaffrey's become. 
Do you know what I mean? And not just as a, yeah, he's a, he's a dual threat quarterback. He passes, he, you know, he catches passes as well. I get out of the backfield. I get that. But for pure instinct and running downhill, he has got so much better since he left Carolina. I mean, that first round pick, <laughs> that, 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 that was so worth it. <laughs> I mean, absolutely worth it. Um, next one we've got then is the tight ends coach, David Ray. I think he's, is how he's known. Uh, he's a QB at Iowa. He's coached in the NFL for eight seasons. He had five seasons with Green Bay in various roles. He's coached the Cardinals wide receivers from 2019 to 2020. Uh, and last season, he was senior offensive analyst, analyst even for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he must have tried and got a job away from people he knew and thought, I'll put myself out there in maybe a smaller role to get a better role in the future. And if you look at where he's come from and who he's been with, Joe Witt will know him absolutely no problem at all because they've worked together in the, at the Packers. And so will Cliff Kingsbury. So Cliff Kingsbury's going to look at that and go, oh, okay, I know exactly who can teach who can teach my tight ends and who can coach them. There you go. We'll get David Ray. And I mean, again, absolutely, you know, think it's spot on. I think it's a good hire that as well. Really good hire. Um, next one we've got is Bobby Ingram. He stayed on as wide receivers coach, joined us last season, stays in the same role. No problem at all with that. Was the wide was receiver previously? No, 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 no. no. Tight ends was Juan Castillo, wasn't it last year? I thought he moved to the the O line. No, I uh, may have been O line first. Probably wrong. I remember, but um, I'm not sure. But yeah, but yeah Bobby I mean... Ingram was wide receivers coach last year, and he he he's, he's he? retained okay. his role. Yeah, he's retained his role. Uh, another one is Shane Tobe, who's, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, offensive quality control. He's here last year. He was hired last year, previously an assistant for the Bears before then. It's the lower end. We're talking jock, sta- jock strap and sweat sweat wipers. Yeah, the guys who are going on giving the Gatorade. I'm quite cool with that. Make sure you've got the equipment guys working correctly. Um, another one I was quite surprised with um, that's come through is A. Andre Coleman who's down as an offensive assistant. And he spent five years in the league from 94 to 98. He was drafted in the third round by the Chargers uh, in the 1994 draft. He's also played for the Seahawks and the Steelers. A former NFL kick and punt returner who returned to kickoff for 98 yards in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 29. Um, Coleman spent the majority of his 19, 2019 season as an analyst with the Texas Longhorns. And he's also a former offensive uh, coordinator and receivers coach with Kansas State. So obviously come in from college, um, but knows the game inside out. Super Bowl winner again. When you've got someone like this as an offensive assistant who can get your punt return and kick return well, game well, going. A coach, isn't it? You've got to coach our guys because let's face it, we've been poor on kick returns, punt returns for years. Mm-hmm. Well, I know a flash in the pan here and there, you know, Crowder did okay. Uh, the guy went to um, the Chargers after he left us after one year. I can't remember his name now. Do you remember his name? Oh, three years ago. Uh, yeah, there. yeah. It was uh, it was Andre. Car- was it Carter? Actually, Andre Carter. That's right. Andre, yeah, Carter. Yeah, he was. He, so, so he was with the Raiders last year. Yeah, but the year before he went to the Chargers, didn't he first, and then he moved. De- across Dion, De- yeah. DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter. I think it was. Yeah, that was Carter. I think it was Carter. But anyway, yeah. Mm. I mean, he was decent, but again, we didn't keep him either. You know, we kept Mr. Safe hands. Which again, I hope, I hope he gets cut this year. Let's face it. So, um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I like it because with those guys, as you mentioned there, let's go back to my Super Bowl match where we're punting one, we're turning off for 98 yards. 
Mm. Straight away, you've got the instant respect of the kick returner that you're going to be coaching Absolutely. instantly. You've done it in the biggest game there is. So it's like, well, I've done it there. I can get you there. I can teach you this way. I can, you know what I mean? I can, I can make it. Was, so, it, 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 yeah, in his career, I mean, I know he's got five years, but you're a third rounder and you picked as a third rounder to do punt and kick returns. I've unheard of that if you're a third rounder, you know. And when you look at his stats overall, I know it's, I know he's this is a player and not as a coach. We don't know what this guy's going to be like as a coach, but he had over three and a half thousand return yards, which is mental when you think about it. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I get this, not beam, it's not beamage level. I get that, but we're, we're getting there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a, it's really good statistics. I suppose we'll move on to the defensive side of the ball then, Scouts, because we're going to be here all night otherwise. Yeah, before that, um, first. We've got to Go get on, to the young question because, because it's our fence still. Ah, cool. Okay. So, no, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that PFN has put um, May as their number one prospect. They've got, um, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. as the number one overall, but May is the number two. Meanwhile, Jaden Daniels isn't even in their <laughs> top five. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. We're hearing rumours a lot. It's smoke season, as Scouse likes to say, where everyone Fine. says, do you know what? Well, it's, it's, it's smoke signals are out, aren't they? No one knows what anyone's going to do. I mean, for me, is Jaden Daniels a top five prospect? Probably. Um, he's definitely Q, QB three, but is he a top five prospect? I I don't know across the entire draft because you, would you say Joe Alts a better prospect for Shanu's a better prospect, Harrison better prospect? Then you've got, I mean, yeah, he probably isn't in the top five when I've just named them. If you're going to go through that, Brock Bowers is probably a top 10 pick. I mean, mm -hmm. it, yeah. I think the and then always get overreached on. That's the problem. They do. They do. They do. That's Definitely. the problem. It's because everyone's desperate for one and you hope to God you land on the right guy. Um, so that's why that's why you'll see Daniels. You'll see Daniels be, you'll see QBs be one, two, three. You really will. Yeah, I you think really so too. Yeah. One, two, three QBs. Yeah, straight off the board. Um, defense and coaching hires then. So Darrell Taps came in as D-line coach, former defensive end at Virginia Tech, played for the team for us in 2013. Um, he was also a 49ers assistant D-line coach for the past three years. So this is a step up for him. He's got a promotion. Um, he's come back to the DMV, knows the area well, knows the team. We'll understand the, the you know the fan base, how rabid it is, what sort of you know what their expectations are. So I'm quite happy with that. If he can make his D line work, yeah, it's a Peter's hire, no doubt about it. That's a Peter's like hire. Like you've been in the, is, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, if you've been if you've been in the in the 49ers for three years and they know what you're doing, there's definitely a Peter's hire. This one. So. Uh, yeah, everyone's coming in now. I've got Deluxe coming in here. I've got, you know, Scott G coming in here saying, have you seen the Joe Whip presser? No, we missed it. We, had to, we had to stop because we start at 8 o'clock. So I saw it go yeah. live and I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, completely, I listened to half a cliff. But you think Cliff was I lift, boring? I lived half a cliff. Yeah, I thought he wasn't too good either, to be honest. <laughs> like, like, sound boring, like, bro. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like, um, mm, okay. At least he's not, not ever been talking about himself in the third person though so I think <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Bonus, yeah you know that's what true, I mean yeah. so that's true and um, we've got Sharif Floyd who's his assistant so he's going to be the assistant D-line coach he's a former first round draft pick by the Vikings in 2013 knee injury ended his career Cowboys hired him last year as their assistant D-lines coach so he's come in as exactly the same just as just a straight swap across but that's an interesting because that's probably a Joe Witt hire so Joe Witt will have spoken and said 
okay, Adam, if you're going to hire the D-line coach, I'll give you the assistant D-line coach and we'll go okay. from that. Scott, you will run through Scott the G's saying you'll go for a walk. Yeah. Well, let's do it then. Let's have a look at it. I'm going to have to see this back. Yeah, as soon as we we, we, we cut the show early, Scouts would disappear. We'll just go and watch watch the rest of the walls. (laughs) Uh, One thing I did like, what retained was Ryan Kerrigan, who's got a slightly elevated title, but he's doing exactly the same thing. So assistant linebackers coach and pass rush specialist. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the he's got big the most fan sacks of in, I think most he's fans. Got him, will be he's got the most fan. sacks in the in the entire organization. So yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, kind enough to yeah. take a photo with my fat face as well. I've got a few year, signed so, memorabilia yeah. from Ryan. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy as well, you know. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, you know, nothing but love for Ryan Kerrigan. So hopefully, uh, he ends up getting a bit more a bit more experienced and ready to go and take on the next level. Maybe in a couple of I years. Hope so. And one that I really thought was another standout, probably the standout one on D, um, is Ken Norton Jr., linebackers coach. Yeah, He's a three-time that, Super Bowl winner. That. It's a big hire. Big hire. Three-time Super Bowl winner, two with Dallas, one with the 49ers, and he got a fourth as a coach uh, with Dan Quinn in Seattle. So, hello. <laughs> there's your uh, there, there's the way that works. And he was an all-pro linebacker himself. All-pro. Yeah, absolute all-pro. All-pro. Um, oh yeah, I mean, you know, he knows what he's doing. Listen, look, look at what they're doing at linebacker. So you've got Kerrigan doing the pass rush for linebackers and coaching and assisting them. Then you've also got Ken Norton Jr., who's going to drill these linebackers to within an inch of their life, and that's what we want to see. You know, we actually want to get a linebacker get some more talent start. as well. Get some more talent yeah, in. That'd be, yeah, yeah, that'd be really good. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this guy, you know, he can make. You know, men out of clay. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, he's I hope so. Was he part of the Legion of Boom at the start? Yes. Yeah, the start of that, of that kind of like little mini generation they had there. Yeah, that area. Yeah. Then we've got Tom Dennett, Tom Donatell, who's defensive backs coach. He's passed three seasons as a secondary coach and defensive passing game coordinator for the Chargers. Uh, he's the son of obviously longtime NFL coach Ed Donatell. Um, he started in Seattle. Uh, and then he had four seasons in college thereafter and came back into the NFL for the past three seasons with the Chargers. So, again, another interesting hire. There's experience here. Wasn't he hired and it's after not just... Lynn? Yeah, he was hired after Lynn. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, so Lynn was from, from, from the yeah, Chargers? Of course so, it is. There's your connection straight away. connections, isn't there? You make these connections. And this is the thing you've got to look at around here is they've either know each other in, you, in, they either know each other in college they know each other where they come from. They know who they're going to work okay, for. I mean, look at the last guy we talked about. Ken Ken Norton Jr. had two seasons as UCLA's linebackers coach. Okay. So, you know, we'll we look yeah, through. We've we, been a few years before. You know what I mean? So, Correct. Yeah, yeah. You, you look through and you look at where they're coming from. Another one, William Gay, who's the assistant uh, defensive backs coach. He's a former corner with the Steelers. He was a fifth-round pick in 2007. Uh, he's also been with the Cardinals, the Steelers again. Uh, and the Giants, and he coaches an inch, on an interim basis with the Steelers in 2019. Then he was defensive backs coach for Missouri University in 2020, and he spent the last two seasons with the Texas Longhorns as the senior defensive analysis. Uh, so he's been with the Longhorns, and who was the other guy that was with the Longhorns? It was... Cliff Kingsbury. Um, a while back. No, 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 it wasn't. It was... Uh, God, uh, Andre Coleman. Okay. Mm-hmm. So them two, will, them two will know each other from Texas. Oh, which Cliff is came out for the first time round. He was a long gone. 
Was he a long horn as well? Was he? Ah. Yeah, because he. So yeah, he, I mean, <laughs> Yams put something in the. In the yeah, I was put something in the chat here saying, I just pray it means we're going to go back to make a line bar backer our priority position. I think this is something the team's known for before JD, Ron and yeah, JDR. Yeah, no, yeah I mean, that and that, and that, that always... All these dudes. Exactly. That always baffled my, my head is you've got two, you know, amazing... Well, not... I mean, you know, Jack Del Rio was all pro as well, but I mean, Ron was all pro and he played on the 85 Bears and you can't find the linebacker. Like, what are you doing? I just, yeah, them two are the, yeah, I, I think it's got on their own heads, like how, how big the their egos were, personally. 100%, 100% agree with you. Uh, last couple of hires here, then we won't be long. Um, Jason Simmons, who's defensive pass game coordinator, he's a former NFL safety, started coaching in 2011 in Green Bay as an assistant. Oh, wonder who you know. Uh, worked with Joe Witt Jr. Obviously, there he spent nine seasons with the Packers in various roles before joining the Panthers and then the Raiders as defensive pass game coordinator. So he has literally looked at this and gone, "I want me some of that, and I want to work for Joe Witt." And listen, if that's what people are saying in the chat, you'd run through a wall for Joe Witt Jr. Like Scott, like Deluxe, um, you know, like um, Rod, who was on talking about earlier, Yam Wars too. Everyone who's in the chat is saying this press conference is unbelievable. So. We need to dip out and look at this press conference. But if you want to run for a brick wall for, for Joe Witt Jr., then that's obviously why Jason Simmons decided, I'll have some of this again. I'll come and link up with, with me old buddy yeah. and work across As the I before, man, it's, it's so cool. It's so refreshing to actually see that these these guys with big names, you know, big, you know, I say taking basically demotions, really, to come because they want to be a part of this. They want, they want Correct, to be a part yeah. of the whole new... Everyone, they look, all, I, obviously all believe that we are the winners. We're going to be a yeah, winner. Scouts, I, I, I don't think they're taking demotions in pay, but in in no, what in, 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 yeah, yeah, in, in, in what you're doing, and you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, yeah. uh, I, I think it's, I think it's an amazing thing. I think it's, it's something so refreshing because you just would never have had that ever as a uh, under Dan Snyder. I mean, yeah, Dan Snyder would throw out some big money for a big. Head coach, for example, but not the whole staff like we're doing. It's completely different, man. So, George yeah, coach, Franco, coach. Cliff was part of Texas A&M. Oh, was he? Yeah. All right. Not the Longhorns then. Not Texas, Texas. Uh, interesting. Te Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, a different different college altogether, mate. Are they? Yeah. yeah the Longhorns are, 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 are actual Texas, but there you go. Uh, so George Blanket. George Blanco's come. Yeah, I'm not interested in Texas. Um, George <laughs> Blanco's come in as defensive quality control coach. George Blanco's more important. He spent three seasons in with the Alabama Crimson Tide. So he's come across from college ranks, first job in the game. Uh, you know, again, jock strap holder, towel, sweater, whatever you need. Do you need a new blanket? Yes, I do. Can you turn that heater on for me, please? Can I have a Gatorade? <laughs> you know, that's fair play. You've got to start somewhere. You know, Thanks, sure. Man. Thanks, Sean. You better go my homes. <laughs> yeah, he like did, was yeah. Right. there you go. Happy days. <laughs> and the last, the last one, which again was a bit of a, a a serious high, is John Pagano, senior defensive assistant. Twenty-five seasons in the NFL, had five seasons as DC from twenty twelve to twenty sixteen with the Chargers, and then again seventeen he was DC with the Raiders. Most recently with the Broncos as outside linebackers coach from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Big yeah, name, yeah. big high again. Big name, and they say his brother's even bigger. So, you know, Chuck Pagano. So, um, 
you know, you look at the, you look at like the, the, the family, you know, like a, like the Manning family, you're going about like, you know, families, football family. This guy is exactly the Pagano's, same. Pagano's, yeah, exactly the yeah. same. Pagano's, you know, this is. I the, mean, look at Deluxe has nailed it in the chat here again. He says the GM wanted to be here, the coaches want to be here, players will want to play here. I agree with you completely. I think people will go into free agency and they will look at this and say, give me some of that. Because I honestly think that is what where we're going to go here. Rod's brought up a, a similar comment as well. He's saying here they want to be part of the story for the new commanders era. Completely agree with you. I think this is where when we look at our coaching hires and how we've done so far, we're winning the offseason. But you can't just win the offseason. That's the problem you've got. Look, I'm not expecting us to go out there and start putting up 10, 11, 12 wins. I mean, you never know. But. It's happened. You it's unlikely in one year. But it's massively unlikely. We have to still plead patience and plead for time and say, you know what? It might not It might not mean anything after one year, but, you know, we That's might it. be picking I mean, the quite, thing is, quite the high on, again. The pressure is on Peters because he is it a is. great talent evaluator. Him and his, under, his new understudy. However, these guys have got a hit on nearly every, every draft pick. Because we haven't yep. got a, we haven't got a roster, we can't go. Oh, we can get away with it this year. This guy was not quite at the level yet. He can play a year or half a year or whatever. No, these guys have got to be ready to play near enough from you no know, from game one near enough. So Peters has got it's got his work cut out definitely, Peters. Because as I say, we haven't got the squad big enough to kind of handle having our second round pick be on the bench because he's not good enough. You know what I mean? So let's you know. Let's look at our, let's look at some of our fan submitted questions that we got came in that are around this subject. So we'll stay with it. And the first one is Deluxe, who's in the chat already. So thanks, mate. He is at Arch Deluxe on X. So please go and give him a follow. And um, he said, "What position group will benefit the most by having their new coach, and why?" I will give that one to you. There you go, Scouse. <laughs> and I'm going to put on the old banner of Scouse's dropping the knowledge because he's about yeah. to drop some knowledge for everybody. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if people might know more than more than me, but you know it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but but in general, I mean, I think my pick is going to be Ken Norton. It really is. Good I really chance. do believe that the linebackers are going to be a different level this year. They really are. I mean, even you've got you still got this talent in in in, in Jamin Davis, who for me is I think he could genuinely be an elite pass rusher. Blitzer at linebacker, if that makes sense. Not play on the end. I'm talking like an actual blitzer. Um, but we have not really utilized him in that way properly. We did it a couple of times and he looked good doing it. But besides that, yeah. well, Kem Norton. Some linebacker blitzes. Linebacker blitz. But I do think he Norton's gonna be the real deal. He's gonna he's gonna get our linebackers playing legit. And I just hope that we do get a decent linebacker in draft and free agency. Um just to help, just to help these guys out because let's face it, there's, there's nobody there. They're all absolute shit. You know what I mean? Jimmy Davis is the only one you could say he's got talent, but he hasn't really proved it. But I blame Del Rio for that. A, a actual real linebacker coach like him, an all pro who knows what what it's like to be elite. That's that's the key for me. That's the key. And as I say, hopefully we we'll get some guys in free agency as well, and 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 you know hit the ground running at linebacker. So one for me, the one for me, I'm going to go slightly different to you, is Anthony Lynn, um, a running backs and run game coordinator. I mean, come on. Like Rod said in the chat, you know, Gonzalez, Rodriguez, Gonzalez, where did I get that from? Rodriguez even? Yeah, anywhere. Rodriguez yeah. and Brian Robinson. 
Um, they must be absolutely licking their lips at this and thinking, chomping at the bit, going, you know what? We can see what you've done, not just with a running back like Christian McCaffrey, but pass catching backs as well. He's had them out there. He knows what he's doing there. This is a Imagine great what he could make, Brian Robinson. Imagine what he could make. Oh. Wow. It's just a mouldy ball of clay, as you said. Do you know what I mean? It could be really good. It could be. It could be. You're absolutely right. Um, David, at Glasgow Skins fan um, on, on X, he said, what's your favourite move so far in, in terms of the coaching hires? I think we've you might be different. I, mean, I don't yeah. know. If, I mean, you know, you... I, I had a feeling you were going to go Anthony Lynn originally for, for yeah. that question. Yeah. And I do think Anthony Lynn is, is one of the main guys. I really do. I think he's, he's going to... He's going to bring the different edge to us that we, that we need on the one game. Um, I, I do like, I do like that hire a lot, to be honest. So genuinely, I agree with you. I think that is a great hire, but I'm going to go with Joe Witt Junior. I think he's going to do serious things as a DC. I say he's a new he's a new coordinator. We don't know what he's about yet, but again, yeah, loads of upside, and he's got Dan Quinn, like you know, helping him out, being arm around the shoulder. So yeah, so why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, so that's it really on the question so far for them ones um, that, that are around. I'm just trying to see oh, if there's anything else on there. I thought they've another one got. as well, no? Oh, we have Richard Cameron, yeah. So Mr. Richard Cameron on, twi on Twitter or X, whichever you want to call it, he said, obvious questions, but how are we feeling about the coaching and front office moves this week? For me as a long-term fan, it's exciting to see the organisation operate with energy in a focused, elite manner. I think Harris, Peters and Quinn could restore our lost pride. I mean, do you think that they could be out there restoring our lost pride? I, yeah, 100%. I mean, any team just looking at what we're doing right now, like even like Dallas fans, even they're going, mm -hmm. you know, Washington are doing some, make, making some moves here. And, and the, even they're impressed with the highest that we're doing. And these are guys who just don't like us in general. You know, so to see that and to see some of these guys think that and say that, you're thinking, you know, we are getting our this is, yeah. back. If that makes sense. Look, this is a serious. This is a serious organization for once. Yeah. We have a serious general manager who's in his first around. job, and he's not messing about. He, he wants to prove winners. Josh Harris, I loved. I loved the interview that he had the other day about the stadium hire. Um, you know, about going towards the stadium and how he's he's took to this hiring process. And he basically said, "I can't coach." football i don't know about it so i'm going to bring in people who do know about it and that's like yes that's what you're supposed to do you know what I mean? you don't <laughs> yeah. get you don't you, you don't get someone who's like amazing in you know rural agriculture to run your economy do you know what i mean it's just <laughs> why why would you do why would you do well, it we do in our politics but yeah but we do that, but yeah I know, I know what you're saying but that's what square, pet, square <laughs> square pegs in square holes for once. That's what we want. Um, last yeah, last question on this last question on this subject is from Simon Thurston, good friend of ours. Met him for the um, draft a few years ago. Top bloke. He's also a contributor to the HTTC blogs uh, with Christian. Um, he said, "Any concerns?" Christian I did get, get his. Actually, I've got it on the bottom. Yeah, he has said, "Any concerns with so many talented and experienced coaches now in the building? They may not gel." This is looking a bit further ahead, but is there also a risk that after the 2024 season, other teams poach our coaches? Now, I, I we, mentioned this last week. You um, did. You and did. I, and I, that's my biggest concern, is that if we do well, we're going to lose some of these top-level coaches straight away. So th that's the problem. That's why it's so important, what Rod mentioned before, that 
these guys are beastly. The guys under these big names, like under the cliff or under the deal, like DC guy, that they they're being groomed for the next position. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As soon as one of those guys leaves for the head coaching job, they're ready to step in and actually and like make it run smooth, like nothing's nothing's been changed. Do you know what I mean? That's what we need. That's what we need to do. And I think that's what we're doing. That's why we're getting all these good coaches and loads of guys like these no-mark guys you mentioned, and you know, but they're like third down the line in the list of their position. But they're still, you know, they're going to get promotions, promotions, and eventually you're going to have Correct. A, and that's a 10-year that's kind of exactly, for these dudes. That's exactly it. And Scott's put it in the chat there. He said, this is succession plan in place now. Completely agree. Look at where we are. Look, if, if Cliff balls out, we have an amazing offense next year. Oh, right, Cliff's going on the head coaching tour. Okay, well, who are we going to get in next then? Oh, I don't know. Oh, we'll have to get Brian Johnson in, who's already yeah. groomed, been an OC before. Happy day. Exactly. Oh, then Brian, the then Brian Johnson goes. Then Brian mean. Johnson goes. Oh, shit, who are we going to get in now as either an assistant head coach or oh, we'll bump Anthony Lynn up a little bit and, you know, if he wants to stay and Oh, actually, you could be our next OC. Or maybe it's Tavita Pritchard who's the time to be the OC because he's done a exactly. few years as a QB's coach. There is a massive, massive succession plan yeah. here. It's great. It's great for what we're doing. You can tell that Peter's experienced people. Like, he really is. Of course you know what I mean? He is. Of course he's he is. Two, three years down the line. Definitely. But look at what's happened. We waited until the Super Bowl was over to finish our staff out because he knew he needed to bring people into this building from the 49ers. But look at what's happened in the 49ers. You know, they made a, they made a mistake ship, in man. firing. They're all jumping ship, but also they fired their OC today. Who's taking over? No one, because they're all here. Or somewhere the else. The Wilkes goal. Oh, Wilkes. Wilkes. Wilkes, sorry. Wilkes he was. That went and also, um, you know, the uh, Ayuk is causing loads of shit now as well, isn't he? He might, he might yes, not be there is. anymore. So he'd be, he'd be a nice little guy in in, in free and see if we can afford him. It'd be quite nice. I'm just going to go back to go back to to what Yam said here, just a little bit in the chat. He said, "I was out on the Quinn hire, but I was probably a blessing in disguise with all these people that have been able to reach out and bring over. I don't think Ben or Mike would have had this kind of reach. I completely I agree, agree with you. I agree as well. You know, yeah, this yeah, is I mean, whenever you whenever you listen to anybody, and I don't know if this is bullshit or if it's platitudes or if it's genuinely a thing." I got quite excited when I watched Dan Quinn's press conference last week and I thought, you know what? I understand what you're doing when you're talking about I've done a 360, I've gone out and I've actually asked people, how did I do? What did I do wrong? Where where can I improve? Every single person who has spoke with Dan Quinn and comes across Dan Quinn has said, you know what? I'm going to work with him in the future. But if I get an opportunity to do that, I'm going to work for him. And look at this staff who we have prepared. I mean, look, you've got a girl, you've got a lady here who has left, you know, an organisation where she's been for, what, 10 Bad years bit. almost? You know what I mean? Five, six years. And she's just has dropped at the hat, bang, Dan Quinn, yeah, I'm coming. Without even a blink of an eye. And you think to yourself, okay, I understand exactly where, where he's coming from here to try and mm-hmm. get, thing, get things going. But you're right. You can see, Deluxe has done it again. You can see the long-term succession planning coming through. And there's youth. There's youth here. We don't know what these coaches are going to be like, really, realistically. But my God, it's better than watching, you know, Jennifer King and no offense, Jennifer King on running backs coach, but Randy Jordan, Brett Visselmeyer. I mean, what the, <laughs> you know, what, what are we talking about here? All, all our good you know coaches I mean? a couple of years ago walked. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be around. Who they is didn't this? Want to be in yeah. a, you know what I mean? I mean, if what's now. his name? Who's it? At the Titans. I can't remember. Um, he went to the Titans, didn't he? Defensive backs coach. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, no, you're about it in the chat. 
yeah, we, we we really, really missed him. And and it went downhill. It went completely downhill thereafter. Because mm-hmm. cl- quite clearly, they didn't know what, you, what you're going on. Yeah, there you go, Deluxe. It's the same thing. Assistant GM leaves Detroit after 26 years to be in Washington. Exactly. 26 years. He's been in the NFL for 28 years. He's sacking off um, Johnson as well. You know what I mean? So that's quite nice. Says, so, says a lot. Then, it says Johnson. a lot. Says a lot. It does say a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll get on to the Super Bowl then. So this weekend we went to uh, Andy Burroughs' birthday down south, um, which was a good time by all of us on Saturday night. We got very, very drunk, um, which was good. Um, Yeah, I didn't get that drunk, Karen. I was. I was very drunk. But anyway, uh, anyway, we got back. We got back just in time. Oh, I got back just in time for the Super Bowl. Um, and looking at that, I, I mean, we, we watched the Super Bowl. I fell asleep after about three quarters and woke up and it was an overtime um, and fell asleep sitting up, which was quite interesting because my neck was killing me for two days <laughs> afterwards. But hey, it is what it is when you sleep with your head in your pocket. 25-22 um, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oof, mistakes, mistakes, mistakes happening in that uh, for that final overtime play. Why on earth are you giving Patrick Mahomes a shot at, at getting the ball, even if you scored, knowing that he needs a possession with at least four downs to go? Come on now, that is not that is not yeah. good. It's risky, but I understand it from Kyle's point of view because Mahomes didn't do anything all game. If you think about it, I mean, it was Booker who made all the points. Mahomes just got him into yeah. field goal. And he still only scored once. So that I, was from. I've got the. I've got the. So, yeah, I've got the stats. So I've got got the stats here. As a as a actual head coach, you think, well, let's get the, our defense is 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 holding Mahomes to three all the time. If we get seven, we've won this. So I understand That's why he went for it. And his defense is blown out as well. It's knackered. So so let's let us take possession first. Let's give them a breather. I understood why he did it. It just didn't work for him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah, me and me, yeah. me and Yam obviously think you know what think the same. But I, uh, yeah, I was screaming at them saying, "Why well, on earth a, are you giving new, the home a chance?" System, though, isn't it? It isn't just like it normally is in overtime. It was a different game, wasn't it? It was like it would continue. Yeah, it's on. a brand new game. You, you start so, yeah, a brand new game. Touch, but, but, but for me, yeah, I mean, I un- I understand why Carl did that. I did, I, the, the situation they were in, uh, defense was doing well, but we're blowing as in like they were tired. Um, and you know, you're still kind of doing okay on offense to a certain extent. So let's let's keep the ball, give our guys a breather, then get going in overtime, and hopefully stop them straight away. But again, the flip yeah. side, yeah. even Mahomes, as you said, four downs every every single time, and that is a dangerous proposition as well. So it it, it could have went either way for for Kyle there, but again, he made the wrong choice at the crucial time and cost him. Kansas City's right. Rod's got it here. Kansas City defense with a difference in particular. Jones, um, yeah, shout out to all those affected at that yeah. parade. Don't want to see that. Never want to see that ever in in any in any connection to a life at all, any event or even anything like that. I'm, I mean, it's very different for us out of here, and we don't want to get political on this podcast. It's very different over this side of the pond. We don't really have that. Yes, people have been talking and about. Um, I mean, I've been interacting with people on X and. Oh, you've got 15,000 stabbings a year. No, we don't have 15,000 stabbings a year. Mm-hmm. We had 63 deaths from stabbings last year. So fucking sort your facts out. Don't come at me <laughs> with your MAGA, MAGA, MAGA Trump hat, giving it fucking woo-ha. Woo, Look, if you want a gun, uh, that's fine. You 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 crack on. But I, I don't want to see this shit 
every day. America, you're going to have to sort your shit out somewhere down the line. Someone's going to have to will, make a, the problem, a decision. They never will. They won't. That's I know, but someone's going to have to do something somewhere down the line. It's too much. Peace for these guys. It is. I understand it. Look, the camps, you know. Scouse, you're, pre you're preaching to the converted, mate. I, I understand, mate. I understand. But, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'm scared of going back to the US. It's not good, that mate. I know, I know, well, I know. I, I, but know. we're not we're not here to we're not here to talk about that. But obviously, thoughts and you know and everything <laughs> and we've, friends, and we've families, got, but, I mean, families yeah. and stuff, genuinely, because I just I just don't understand like pure moronism, <laughs> if you want to call it a word. You know, just yeah, pure morons these guys. I mean, I don't I don't I don't I really don't get it, man. Like was it a, a, the Toronto 49ers fan from losing so what was it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, back to Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes was 34 of 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. And he also rushed for 66 yards. Pacheco was 18 for 59. Kelsey, nine for 93. Mikol Hardman, three for 57 and a touchdown. And MVS also scored a touchdown, oh. which is... Speaking um, of Kelsey, what do you think of Kelsey doing that to, to it? Mate, I was... I was, I was a bit like, whoa. Like, what do yeah. you do, bro? That if, if is I... not what you do. I would have benched him. I did, know, I did, I did notice, I did, I, I did notice, though, that they... It went very, very quiet to him for a quarter. I he wouldn't get a reception you know for a he, further quarter. No, he shouldn't have got game. anything. He shouldn't have been on the pitch. I, I would have better. I, don't, uh, I understand he's yeah. the main offensive guy, but I would have put a point right there. Don't fuck around with the head coach, especially on the field. In that, in that actual, no, in in the in game like that, you just don't do that. I understand he's yeah. not getting the ball or whatever, but fucking hell, bro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, that's the guy's an absolute idiot. I mean, the guy's 60 odd years old as well. It's not good, you is know. It? And Keldy, six foot five, really, it, or whatever it really it wasn't, a, like it wasn't a good look. Telling you, man, that's out of order. He should be fined millions for that. It was not a good look, that's for sure. Totally um, out of but order. yeah. Uh, on the uh, obviously on the other side, on the San Francisco 40, 49ers side, Brock Purdy was 23 of 38, 255 yards and a TD. Jawan Jennings was one of one for 21 yards and a TD. <laughs> um, he also had four receptions for 42 and a TD himself. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, eight for 80 yards, one TD. And Jair Brown, the safety, got an interception from Mahomes. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, overall, I thought it was a really good game. I thought it was a really good game. I wanted the 49ers to win just because I was getting a bit much of uh, Kansas City's so-called no, dynasty as it's going. But I didn't because I, I don't want Kyle to win anything. So Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. I understand you. I understand no, I mean, like, from, but... We all need to move on. We all need to move on. I get it. I mean, you know, and I get why you know Dan treated his dad really bad. I get it as well. But but in general, you know, have a bit of class when you leave. You know what I mean? But he didn't. So, and he held on to that yeah, grudge for a long time. So any more recently, he's kind of chilled out. So I don't he want did, to win. <laughs> Being so, honest. I suppose. Well, that's it. Now we've got like what two hundred and three days until football's back. So it's going to be. How yeah. we're going to keep the mind rolling? The we'll try. It's going to be the next thing, and then there's going to be pro we'll try, day, yeah. and then it's going to be draft. 
Okay. Yeah, and then it'll be and and it's free agency as well in March. So yeah, you know, what I mean, it's not it's not it's not too far around the corner. So we'll, we'll get there. We will hopefully have enough to keep the mic rolling as long as he's not off the field stuff. We'll be good with that. So we'll get into our final fan questions then that we've got submitted. And thank you everyone for popping these on. And David, who was Glasgow Skins on uh, on X, he's also put another question in. He also asks, all the chat has been, we'll move up. But what would it take for you to move down a spot and trade with the Patriots? Would you consider it, or are you set on someone at two? I mean, I, I mean, I would consider it. Um, you're still going to get yourself a good quarterback, even if you even if you have three. So, um, just depends what they're willing to offer. I mean, for me to even think about it, you got to give me obviously number three. But then you're going to give me a first round next year and a second this year, at least. You at want least a first and a second just to move wanna, back one spot. I want oh, a first. Oh, that is I, I, I want to. I, I want. I want. I want the first for next year, and I want the this year's second, and obviously swap over two and three. Yeah, yeah. That that's is, what I want. That is a lot. That is a lot to give up just to go I, down I think one spot. But it's, it's got to. It's got to make sense. Though. There's no point in going. Oh, I'll give you a third rounder to move down. No. Thinking it was shit. That's true. Day, these guys, these guys true. are going to come up for a stud, the guy they love the most. So yeah, exactly. But it depends on this is what I mean. It depends on where the where the coaching staff see and the GMs see this team going. If they are not one hundred percent convinced between the difference between let's just say Drake May and Jaden Daniels for argument's sake, and they're like, do you know what? We can't really split them, but we know we're going to be good with either one of these. Then I can see that position that you would trade back. What I would want as compensation is a minimum of a second round pick this year, most likely a second round pick next year, and probably an extra pick this year, like a, a fourth. Or, you know, if you want to do two and three, two and three this year and a, and a fourth next year, I'd probably take that too. Just to go down one spot, I'd be quite happy with that. It depends. I haven't got the trade compensation chart out in front of me, but this is a different year. And we've heard this year that obviously Ian Rappaport and the likes reporting that Chicago want an absolute historic haul. Look, let's be honest here. We are not in a position to go all out and give everything away, give the farm away to get Caleb Williams. It's all good saying, oh my God, got this generational talent quarterback, but how are you protecting him? How are you putting a team around? It's no good having all these coaching hires, and this is the, this is what we're looking yeah, at here. Yeah, yeah. All these coaching hires need some sort of talent somewhere on the line. And don't we forget have 26 free agents and we've got we've got yes we've got and, the highest cap space but it's hard to do it with it. Of all of all the codes we went through we spent an hour talking about there. What's the one that's a bit like mm, it's the old line coach. So <laughs> the thing is you don't want to you don't want to be getting a Caleb Williams and having bang average players on the old line with a bang average coach. So that's that's a recipe for disaster. That's going to get your quarterback hurt at some point. So you know it's it's not worth it. That for me, that's not worth it. No, not to go up and give away right. the farm, even though he's a good quarterback. He is. He's the best quarterback in the in this draft. But no, not for me. Just pure. But I genuinely believe he might even be there when it comes to the at two. The number two. Yeah. I think it's a slim possibility. Very very slim possibility. Don't be surprised if we get to March and free agency opens and start hearing the rumours of, you know, Justin Fields is going to the Falcons, whatever, and he's away. I mean, 
I'm not paying Justin Fields a new contract if I'm the Bears. No chance. Not when you can go back and say, you know what, I can reset the market. I can reset it with a quarterback. I can reset it on the five-year, get that fifth-year option for that rookie quarterback. That's exactly where every team wants to be. Look at CJ Stroud last year. Look at where they want to be. They want to be there. They want to be saying, hey, this is amazing. Jalen Hurts got massively paid because he had one good season. Same with um, the likes of, you know, um, Daniel Jones got paid enormously. Don't know why he got paid by the by the Giants, but hey, it is what it is. Yam's right here as well. I mean, he said that David Harrison on Locked On Commanders Pod, shout out to them, um, did a good breakdown of the draft trades and possible point value. And then he said, um, in theory, all it would take to move up is to trading from two to one is to give the Bears their second round pick back. You're absolutely right when you look at the trade value chart, but there's no way they're going to do that. They know fine well they have a hand here, but somehow they're going to they're gonna play the hand soon. They're going to play the hand I, I, soon. And we're I, have to wait. I, I like what Yam says at the end. You know, sit a two, make the Bears sweat it out because I they think Justin just Fields no, I don't think he. I, I think he'll be gone by the time the draft comes round. One hundred percent. You reckon? You reckon they'll trade the pick before the even yes. draft? One hundred percent. He'll be gone. He'll be gone as soon as free agency's open. Within a, probably a couple of weeks. Not even. Yeah, mid March. Justin Fields will be gone. They'll be gone. They've got nothing to sweat. They're just they, they're exactly what Scott's just said. They've got nothing to sweat about. They have the number one overall pick. No, they haven't. They've got good cap space. If if they keep it, if they keep it going into the draft, they're they're, they're going to be sweating it because oh, yeah. Caleb, Caleb doesn't want to play for them. The leverage is going to be gone, and then we can just go. Oh, okay, then we'll just fuck around. If you if you get Caleb, what we'll do, we'll go Marvin Harrison at number two and say, go ahead, do then you really come in really and think come, that... come and trade with us for uh, Caleb. Oh, oh, you want the you want the uh, you want the Eli trade, dear? Nah, yeah. come on. I, I want. I, I mean, that, that's honestly, me, think me, me feel if... the pain. If you're Mr. Poles over at Chicago, do you really think that you're going to be sweating about anything? What utter bollocks, Scouse. I'm going to disagree with you completely here. I think that's total bullshit. If you're sitting there going, you no, know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not I, sweating. I, I you got the most generational talent that doesn't actually want to play for you. Yeah, yeah. But, but he I does know want to play. And then it's like, well, he, wait a minute. Ah, you know, he yeah. will want to play. He wants to play in the NFL. He's a young kid. He wants to play in the hey, He's going to play. He can choose who the hell he wants to play for virtually. Nah, really not could. really. He could. The NIL deals caused a lot of problems. I understand that kids are getting uh -huh. paid these days. It's it's hard. I mean, I get Arch it. Man no six mil or something. He doesn't even play in college. He's he even played the bench. He? Yeah. So, you know, if you think yeah. about these things, you know what I mean? So, you know, these guys don't have to go. You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to stay out here another year. I know Caleb's decided to come this year. I get that. But in general, these guys have got that power now. We've never had any power before. Big difference. Yeah, man. I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I think, honestly, I think Fields will be gone. And I think Caleb, they'll, they'll be picking Caleb Williams. They can't get away from that. They really can't get away from that. But yes. No, I'd love, know, no, I'd love, I'd love the way you say that. I love the way it happens, exactly how you say it. And then the draft comes and they pick Caleb at one. And then Caleb goes, on the day. I don't want to play for you. Treat me. Oh, I'd love no. that shit. I would love it. <laughs> yeah, I know you would. <laughs> You'd be like, ah. Even if it's not even the worst, it'd be brilliant just to see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I know you would. I know you would. That, yeah, it would be funny. So we've got a couple more questions here. Jesse Martin, obviously host of the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. He is at Jesse's 24. 
Um, it's out every Monday and Fridays. You can hear my ugly mug ranting, and you also got John Taman on there as well. And occasionally we have Hog Farmer Keith Gray. Um, he said, "How nice is it that we're talking about nothing but football this off season?" It's a bit refreshing, right, Jesse. Yeah, nice. yeah, really refreshing, man. It really is. Uh, it's just it nice. Just, I mean, kicking off about fucking Dan Snyder's bollocks going on. You know, so it's great. It really is. Yeah, I mean, Yam's put in here about Fields. He said he thinks that um, he thinks that trading Fields to Denver for a swap of a player and draft picks wouldn't surprise me. Um, Yam, I think he ends up at the Falcons. That's where I think he's probably. I mean, the most can Denver afford it though? To land. I don't Is know. Denver can afford it. Crucified on on cutting. They are. They are. So, but then this play for Fields. This talk of Kirk Cousins going there. I mean, where do you, where do you pay fine forty million? I don't think you get forty mil now because it was Achilles. I think you you'd probably ask for less, or you can get him for less. Should I say? Yeah. Um, another qu another question here from John Taman himself uh, at Bang Radio Hour. He's the co-host of the Bleeding Burnley podcast, and on YouTube, if you search Bang Radio or Bang Cartoons, you will find some of his early work, which is quite funny. Um, back in the day, uh, he's put. How heavy do you think Ken Norton Jr.'s forehead is? <laughs> I mean, it is a head of plenty. I'll give you that. It is, it, is, it is a massive schwad, shall we say. It is a big, big uh, head. Yeah, yeah. But fair play to him. I mean, I would not want to mess oh, about with him. But there you go. He's a big old dude. He's a big old boy. Um, but yeah, cheers for that, John. And then our last and final question is from Christian Burt himself. He is um, of, he blogs. In the UK, he does UK HTTC blogs. You can Google them um, and they'll find him. He's also Christian Burt on X. He's also your co-host on Red Zone in the Lab UK, which drops normally yeah, on a Sunday is. early morning, it's doesn't morning, it? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you've got a chance, it's around about, I don't know what time it is. In, it's a bit in early the for the Yanks, to be fair. But um, normally yeah. it's about 11 o'clock our time, so 6 a.m. in the morning, Sundays. Oof, yeah, that's the Yanks, it's quite early, like, you know. Um, yeah, that is quite early. Yeah, well, we are normally live, just like the Deuce always, Deuce is with us as well. Um, he said here, what is your most outlandish free agent we might acquire? And by that, he means big name and high salary guy. Well, no, you, you're going to pick one of the Red Rushes, aren't you? I mean, uh, that, that's what I'd probably go with as well. I was going to, yeah. yeah you're going to go with Josh go. Allen or something like that? I was going to go Josh Allen. He would be my highest earner, um, probably about 23 mil a year. Obviously, great player. Brian Burns. I do think we actually probably get Brian Burns. Um, in, but honestly, they're probably going to get franchise tagged then too. So but maybe these guys they don't are going to be asking for 20 mil minimum. Per year, both of them are probably going to ask for something like that. Oh, absolutely. 23, uh, I think, is the market value for Josh Allen, which is massive. Do you know one who would be amazing? What about um, Chris Jones from the, uh, the Chiefs? But he is not testing okay, free agency. Only that we, don't, we don't really need. I know, I know. I know. The only place in the whole buddy team that we don't need any players for, but... Um, no, I, th I think DT, the inside DTs. I think I think we're fine. We've got plenty of depth. I think mm. we're good enough. Um, you know, especially if Alan and Payne can actually get back to previous years' play, um, which I think with the new D line coaches and the way this team's going to be, I think they will be more motivated. And I do think they'll. I think I think Alan will get a new contract as well. I do, and I think they'll be able to with the Jacks. more available money. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, John Allen. Sorry, oh, John Allen. Sorry, oh, John Allen. Okay. Um, Rod's mentioned Devin White. Now, are you on about the line? Oh, he was. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he was your pick, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I, I love that guy. I mean, he didn't play in the playoff game, though, which is that, that tells me he's definitely leaving. <laughs> you know, he didn't play. He was, he was sitting there on the bench. He was healthy. Just didn't play. Um, so I can definitely see that. I can definitely see him coming. Um, he'd be great to have because he'd be sideline to sideline speed, man. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be very nice. I mean, there's two that I like. And linebackers are most of the time. because there's, there's, two, there's two I like. Obviously, pa- Patrick Queen, Queen is one of them. He will probably test the linebacker, agency. yeah. I think you've got to... uh, and then the, then my favourite, who is down as an edge rusher, but he's both. He can play linebacker. Um, he's played linebacker, came out as a, as a linebacker, but it's Bryce Huff from New York, New York Jets. He is an unbelievable talent, and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. You're probably talking 12 mil a year. Um, which is not one for an outrageous one that I think we could who could is test the end, Yeah, he's, he's, he's down end, as yeah. a DN yeah. now. Yeah, he's down as a DN, but yeah. he, he came in as a linebacker into the league and he's played linebacker. He's kind of like almost like a Micah Parsons hybrid. Do you know what I mean? He's that, that type of player. He can play both, both possessions. But honestly, the one I think you could go outrageous with earning money, Legereus Sneed. From the from the Chiefs again, and um, he course. is probably gonna t- yeah he is probably gonna test free agency, probably looking at about eighteen mil a year, which is a lot of money. Um, but he's premier position nowadays, though, isn't it? It's a premier position. 28, 20, 28 years old, and he didn't give a single touchdown up all season. He only his first touchdown was against the Bills in the playoffs that he gave up. And that was ridiculous. That was a ridiculous, um, you know, it was a ridiculous touchdown as well. That were a bit of a lucky one, but he didn't give up a single touchdown all season. And you know, I don't understand the hate for Kendall Fuller either. You know, when you actually look at his statistics, he was seventh best corner overall in the entire league. Are we going to let this guy walk for ten million a year? But it depends on what he wants. I mean, is it well? That's what I mean. If it, 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 yeah. listen, if he wants, if he wants more money than that, you might, you, you might struggle. I get that test free agency, but in all, in all, honestly, yeah. I imagine that Sneed, um, Sneed Fuller, Benjamin St. Goat, and um, Emmanuel, oh, Emmanuel Saint Forbes, St. Ghost, St. <laughs> Ghost, Saint Ghost. Not even there, he's awful. <laughs> But that's not bad for Corey. Absolute ghost. I know, I know, I know. Just <laughs> ghosted. Mental. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, I mean, they're, yeah, they're the sort of ones I could think of. Again, if we could afford them. Um, you never know. Maybe we will we start getting those um, those players giving us um, you know, looks. Packs, it's yeah, kind of, it. the, way, the way the packs used to get it all the time, you know, when they were winning everything. They were getting all these players who were class but dirt cheap. I'm like, yeah, what's this about? Because they want to go and win a ring. That'd be quite nice, True. man. If, if if players do start to think like that and go, you know what, they could actually do something like legit. That'd be nice because then we get quality players at a cheaper price. You know, get a better team. That'd be lovely. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, it would. It would be, wouldn't it? But we got yeah. twenty. We got twenty-seven. Uh, well, twenty-six free agents. And we obviously got a lot going on there. So um, yeah, I mean that about does us scouse to be fair. But um, yeah, thanks everyone for being in the chat. Thank you to K Hart. Thank you to Yam Sensei. Yam, uh, thanks to Deluxe. Uh, thanks to Rod for being in with us. Thanks to um, Scott G for being in with us. 
We appreciate you being on the stream. We appreciate you being here. Um, obviously, lifeblood of this on YouTube. Also, to everybody who downloads and listens to the pod, it's still doing really good numbers. We can't thank you enough for doing that. Otherwise, we'd just be two English dudes sitting, chatting rubbish. Um, we really appreciate you coming on here. Thanks to everybody who put a question in. Jesse, Richard Cameron, John Taman, Simon, Christian. Uh, we've got David as well. Um, and Deluxe again. Uh, you know what I mean? Thank you for putting them in. Um, we, we really appreciate you putting the questions in because obviously the show wouldn't be the same without you. So... And yeah, last comment there, Deluxe is absolutely right. Cousins would be absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Bring Indeed, them back, yeah. it would be. Yeah, it'd be, it, 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 it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Um, all right, guys, that about does us. Thanks very much for being with us. You can catch us all. We'll yeah, catch true. us all on, uh, on, our, on our socials. <laughs> we are at 1.64. Scouse is at Scouse, 20, Scouse Andy 20. I am at Scotty H84. Um, and we will be live again next Thursday. Um, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.